This is Jennifer Delacroix, Piffling FM, with a message from today's sponsor. Thanks for the checkup, Doctor, but I've got to say, you don't look too well yourself. I'm not surprised. The last time I had a good night's sleep was... A long time ago? Exactly. I don't know what to do. I do. You need to sleep on a Bruno mattress. A Bruno mattress? From Bruno Sleep. You see, a Bruno mattress combines German ingenuity with exceptional materials to give you the ultimate sleeping experience. That's impossible. No, it's not. You see, it contains high-density foam in seven zones of comfort and a three-centimeter latex top for airflow and that extra bit of bounce. But how would I get one? I can't leave my patients. Well, that's no problem. You buy a Bruno online. See? Risk-free trial and free UK delivery. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Yes. It is. You've just bought yourself a Bruno mattress. Fantastic. I know. Now, if only I had the time to use it. Bruno Sleep sells online direct to you with a risk-free trial and free UK delivery. And they're giving all our listeners an exclusive £30 discount. Go to brunosleep.co.uk forward slash wooden overcoats to claim your voucher. Bruno. Sleep like never before. You are listening to Piffling FM Radio! Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. He used to run it by himself. He doesn't anymore. Fun Funerals remains entirely unknown beyond the shores of Piffling. But it's due to receive important guests and a chance to impress the world. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Season 2, Episode 5. Flip Flap Flop, by T.A. Woodsmith. Of course, Rudyard had no idea what the day would bring when he was sat at the breakfast table on Monday morning, sifting through the post. Bills, bills, more bills. Secondly, your toast is toasted. Why for once can't somebody send me a postcard or a coupon? A nice threatening chain letter. No, 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 no! Morning. I toast, Rudyard. Couldn't you have done something? I know you're jolly important around here these days, but I'm not making breakfast for you. Richard, when the toast pops up, there is a finite window of exactly 11 seconds in which the spreading of the butter, which should be kept at room temperature, will be tolerated by the toast before it suicides into crumbly annihilation. Dear God, where are the knives? Well, there's a sentence I never like to hear you say. Richard, the toast has got to be hot, but it's not hot. It's lukewarm, because somebody put the butter in a fridge. That was Madeline. It's now going to be impossible to ensure that the toast is... That the toast is... The toast is... Oh... Why are things as they are? You're beginning to seem a little unstable. Hey, everyone. Georgie, please tell me you're having a good morning. Actually, it's been a weird one. I overslept, stubbed my toe and brushed my teeth with Vagisil. Don't know what that is, but your teeth look very healthy. Your morning's been even worse than mine. I suppose you'll want the day off so you can retreat to a darkened room with a gothic horror novel and a box of dates. Nah, I'm all right. Really? Yeah. Water off a duck's back. Does nothing ever faze you? How about uh, people's eating noises? Bad grammar, having to use public lavatories. Nah. Life's too short. Hey, what happened to this toast? I'm making more. Leave me alone. Is she okay? She hasn't been okay for 35 years. Don't see why she ought to be now. Hang on. This looks interesting. Shouldn't you be with the mayor this morning? Yes. 
I just came by to confirm my schedule. So wait a minute. You could just take a quick look. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This letter, do you know what it says? No, I didn't write it. After all this time, it's finally happened. Antigone and Georgie, we're going to get stiffed. Could you say that again, please? We're going to get stiffed on Friday. Stiffed. Actually, the more you say it, the more I don't like it. Wait, you're not just being ludicrous. You mean they're... Yes, the Society to Independent Funeral Firm Directors. You mean they're holding their conference on Piffling? Yes, and we're hosting it. Roger! Could you look at my schedule, please? Do you remember the stiffed sticker albums we had when we were children? I still collect them on the side. Look. <gasps> Shinies. Okay, so these people are a big deal? They're the biggest deal in the business. Guess a nod from them and your practice will have international support. Finally. Some recognition. Professional esteem. Our noble industry providing that wisp of continuity through the pain and the grief. I mean, you can't beat it, can you? We ought to be knighted. Tulsa. And you're the best thing, Roger. Yes, we've proven once and for all that we're better than that asinine people-pleaser across the square. May her shocking blue eyes be damned. What? Nothing, shut up. Don't you think it's strange that Eric Chapman wasn't asked to host the conference himself? Don't be a traitor, Georgie. Not today. Seeing as everybody loves him and everything. Georgie, he may have charisma in a bowling alley, but we get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. So does he. He copied us. We need to roll out the red carpet on this one, Roger. As cheaply as we can, I agree. The tall's getting cold. We can do the reception here, but what about the actual conference? The village hall? We all need the mayor's permission to get stiffed in there. Georgie, how about it? Can you get me an appointment? Sure. Tag along this morning. Must be stressful running between two jobs. Nah, dead easy. But what... You have to be quite so unflappable. Yep. No, oh, for the love. Antigone, stop seething and get planning. I'll be back in an hour, and I expect to see some bunting plans. All right, all right. Let a woman have her breakfast first, why don't you? My toast. No, 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 no. Oh, flip. Would you like me to butter your toast for you? Don't patronise me. Fine. I didn't say no. It turned out that Georgie was great at buttering toast. And afterwards, she took Rudyard to the Piffling Bakery for an audience with Mayor Desmond Desmond. Good morning, Jerry. Just the croissant, I think. Like some jam with that, Your Worship? Oh, no, I shouldn't. Got the big weigh-in on Friday. Oh, now, that's a shame, because I've just put out a tray of my famous creamy eclairs. Oh, Jerry, you devil. How many points in one of those? One and a half. Oh, go on then, quickly, before she sees me. Mr Mayor, oh. put that eclair down. It must have at least ten points in it. Jerry said it was one and a half. I don't care what Jerry said. What kind of bakery are you running here, Jerry? Uh, I'll just get your cross on, Your Worship. Mm. And no jam. No jam, Miss Crusoe, sorry. You helped me dodge a bullet there, Miss we'll Crusoe. We'll have words about this, my lad. Right now, Rudyard's got something he wants to ask you. Can't you fob him off? I'd rather not see him. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> oh dear, how embarrassing for both of us. I'd like to book the village hall on Friday. Why? Because I'm going to get stiffed. Are you sure you want an audience for that? They're a society of funeral people, VIPs. They're holding their annual conference in Piffling Vale. Oh, well then, we should get Eric to host it. No, we shouldn't. Yes, we should. He'd be very good. They've made me the host. Well, we could write to them, try and explain. No, we can't. Yes, I can. I've got a secretary. Now, look here, I'm not going to sit back and watch Chapman get stiff, when it should be me instead. Why, this place is busy this morning. Chapman. Eric, we were just talking about watching you get stiffed. I'm sorry. Oh, stiffed. Oh, what a great gang. They're coming here on Friday. We were wondering if you'd like to host a conference for them. No, we weren't. Well, thank you, Des. I'd love to. But I can't. What? 
I hosted it a few years ago, and you're only allowed to do it once. Oh, bother! We were so looking forward to it, weren't we? Yes, because I'm the host this year, so that... Oh, that's quite the honour, Rudyard. You'll be doing the speech as well, then. What speech? Every host has to give the keynote address at the beginning of the conference. I'm happy to provide any help I can if you need it. Thank you, but if there's quite literally one thing I know about, it's undertaking. Still, public speaking's a difficult beast, isn't it? That balance between content and banter. I once had to give a TED talk about the Finnish education system. I thought it would make me a nervous wreck. It didn't, though. No, it was fine. Real hoot. I won't need any banter. My speech will have substance. A couple of jokes won't hurt. Won't they? Sometimes jokes cut deeper than steel. Right. Well, I look forward to it anyway. We sit on for Patonk this morning, Des. Just a minute. Can I have the hall on Friday or not? Can you, Miss Crusoe? The conference room's available, though the Tiddlywink Club need it from six. Who cares about them, eh? <laughs> I do. I'm the president. Then thank you. That'll be fine. Don't worry, Your Worship. I won't let Piffling down. You'll cross up, Mr. Mayor. Oh, thank you, Hold Jerry. Hold on. Let me see that. Jam in the middle. I knew it. I've been free. Right, everybody outside. Oh, right. You're going to play the most intense game of Patonk you've ever played. Come on. Me as well. Move on the bakery, love. Don't forget your balls. Rudyard had escaped this grisly fate and was free to work on his opus, the greatest and most informative speech ever delivered to a union of undertakers. But several days later, he seemed no closer to finishing it. Fellow members of the industry, welcome to Piffling. I can assure you that your being here is no Piffling concern. Pause for laughter. Ah, Georgie, I want you to tell me if this joke is merely funny or very funny. After all, I've got to pace myself. Sorry, I can't stop. Antigone's got me baking for the reception. She's really ordering me around today. Mm, that must be stressful. That's what she keeps telling me, but I'm not convinced. Anyway, those sausage rolls won't make themselves. Sausage rolls? These people are sophisticated professionals. They respond to integrity, not party food. So are these snobs or are they just boring? I'm happy to say they're both. Trust me, all they need is a bottle of sherry between them. You've got 25 people coming. Well, so make sure it's a popular brand. Off you go. Georgie! I'm talking to Rudyard! Rudyard, refer to the schedule. Georgie's mine for another three and a half minutes. <sighs> See you in a more, sir. In the Doomsday Survey of 1086, it states that Aeneas de Brandon held four caracats of land, named as Piffling Vale. And as one caracat equates to nearly 120 acres, that's no Piffling concern. Pause for laughter. <sighs> Being this funny is hard work. Ah, Georgie, do I have you now? Sorry, I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Gotta go to the mayor's office now. What about the baking? She changed her mind again. I spent the morning mastering the art of French pastry and now she wants me to go and buy everything from Jerry instead. That's incredibly frustrating for you. Nah, I've learnt a new skill. See ya. Unbelievable. Not even a touch. Did you know that piffling doesn't rhyme with anything? It's like orange. I made that girl bake 13 separate batches of different fiddly pastries whilst I told her all about my incredibly long-winded dream in Latin and she stayed calm through the whole thing. Not one feather ruffled. I don't understand it. Aside from trying to frustrate our staff, are you doing anything useful? Everything's been organised with no help from you. I'm writing the speech. Speech what speech? The keynote speech at the conference. You're doing a speech. What about me? You hate public speaking. Yes, I know, but I like to be asked. We're partners, so I should contribute. You have. You've organised everything. But if you give the speech, you'll get the credit. <sighs> Look... I'll make sure to mention you in the closing paragraph, potentially even by name. Rudyard, I have as much right to be the public face of this business as you do. Then make sure you're on top form at the reception tomorrow. <sighs> I expect it won't last more than a few minutes. But when the eve of the conference arrived, the 25 delegates... Oh, what would you call it? 
A misery of undertakers? The funerati? I don't know. Anyway, they all descended upon fun funerals and a single bottle of sherry began to look a little inadequate. Antigone Fun, joint proprietor of fun funerals. Yes, we run it together. Yes, you will have to get your head around that. Hey, Rupert, isn't it? Rudyard. Yeah, Rupert, haven't got any gin tucked away, have you? Me and the boys want a real drink, know what I mean? Indeed I do, Miles. And may I suggest a quite whimsical little <laughs> sherry we picked up? Yeah, yeah, we're not 90. Oh. Yeah. We have a buffet? I said we're not 90. I don't quite see what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Neil! Neil! He says it's just the sherry. Just the sherry. The sherry. Yeah, I told him that. Always said, isn't the details? Oh, excuse me, uh, sorry, love. Have you got any napkins? I beg your pardon. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Thomas Johnson, John Thomas and Sons. Nice to meet you. Now, have you got any napkins? <laughs> yes, just over there. Why? Oh, my dad's dribbling all over the place. Look at him over there. All right, Dad. <laughs> Silly old sod. He's one of the founding members. He lives for this conference. Don't ask me why. I won't. You. You wouldn't fancy slipping out for a pint somewhere. Full disclosure, I am married, but we're on a break. Why? Well, she kicked me out. I live in the Persia. Yes, excuse me. I told you already, we're out of cheese straws. No cheese straws. You call this a funeral parlour. Georgie, we can't afford to upset these people. It's worse than a toddler's birthday party, which I normally enjoy. Come on, come on, look alive, you two need to replenish the napkins. We're out of raspberries, and oh, there's been a major spillage by the coffins. There goes the sherry! It's really lost control. It's like they've been reading about sport or something. The bloody dogs what? Who the hell is that? Audrey Warrington, society chairperson for 20 years running. Greetings, Madam Chairperson. That's me. Who are you? Rudyard Fun. Uh, welcome to Piffling Vale. May I say what an honour it is to host this event? My chat. Oh, this is my sister, I'm thinking of. <laughs> Joint proprietor of fun funerals. Are you? Personally, I've always found joint ownership a tricky concept. Especially between siblings. Really? Never liked sharing. Absolute nightmare. I used to have four sisters. I don't anymore. Audrey! <laughs> you beast, Miles Fahrenheit! Give me a squeeze! <laughs> oh, be a dear and fetch me a glass of something scandalous. <laughs> There's nothing left. Right, Rupert? The bottle broke, but we do have a buffet. Sausage roll? Why is it green? So it looks like brass, and the sausage is the corpse, like it's been buried in a grave. Funny. Oh, this is one of those everyone's still a bit sober beginning of the night jokes. We have coffin and walnut cake if you prefer. Now listen up, I've come 300 miles to this festering little island, and if I don't have something strong and alcoholic in my hand, in the next ten seconds I shall scream, IS THERE NO ONE CAPABLE OF GIVING ME WHAT I NEED? Evening all. Well, that was bound to happen. Eric! Eric! Audrey! Oh my God, it's been so long! Everyone! Everyone! <coughs> everyone! Eric's here! Yay! Yes! Rupert, you didn't tell 
realise Eric was here too? Yes, he always is. It's actually a bit boring. Yeah, what a legend. He gave the keynote address back at Stift 08 and he blew the roof off. You don't say. Eric, you'll help me, won't you? I'm your damsel in distress and you'll never say no to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's uh, forget the past. How can I help? She'd like a drink. We all would. Well, I'm sure the funds have it all under control. They haven't. Oh. Oh. I mean, I have just opened up a new bar as part of the welcome lounge. Did somebody say a bar? I'm happy to carry over a few bottles to help out. But that would actually be quite helpful. I'd rather you carried me to yours. You, you wouldn't say no to a pitch invasion, would you, Eric? Oh, well, our door's always open, but this is really meant to be about fun funerals. Oh, I'm sure Rupert and Thingy wouldn't mind. I would. You all heard the man. Let's get this show on the road. Oh, 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 Yes. Right. Um, well, you're all invited to, uh, of, uh, of course. Um, enjoy it. Yeah. Anyone want a sausage roll? No. Good. Because they're horrible. The fans had seen their welcoming reception spirited away in front of their eyes. What else was there to do besides take a few breaths, change into slippers, and begin scrubbing the hummus out of the velvet? I didn't even know we had hummus. They smuggled it in under the hat. It's like they wanted us to be rubbish. They didn't even give us a chance to mess it up. You haven't yet. Let them go and play with Eric for the night. We'll impress them tomorrow. You're not even slightly agitated about today. Nope. Is it salt or white wine to get blood out of a carpet? Neither. It's mustard. Really? Give it a go. Oh, no, Georgie. Look, you're just making it worse. You must be feeling very flustered, mustn't you? What gets out mustard? Ketchup. You sure? Let's see what happens. Oh, dear. God, I'm making a right royal mess of this carpet. You must feel like no matter how hard you scrub it, it just keeps getting worse. And you want to throw yourself into the lake. Nah. I've got a steam cleaner at home. I'll bring it round in the morning. Fix it, no problem. There's nothing ever... Flap you, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. No. But then I'm not running a family business. You've got a lot of responsibility. No wonder you're a bit of a mess. What do you mean? How dare you? I should be a bit of a... No, you're, you're absolutely right. I am sorry. Look, you can't show off with buffets and sherry. You need to show them your innovation, your craft. My embalming fluids. Bingo! Give them the full range tomorrow. They'd get any undertaker going there, would. Yes, that could actually work. Thank you, Georgie, and, um, sorry for trying to stress you out. Is that what you've been doing? No, I haven't. That'd be ridiculous. Ignore me. Thorpal, which sounds better? Piffling's cobbled streets conceal labyrinthine treasures, or labyrinthine treasures lay beneath these cobbled streets, or should I avoid the sewerage altogether? Sir, go with what your heart tells you. You're right, Georgie. I'm going to use both. Rajaj, you've been writing that speech non-stop for days. Surely you've got enough by now. I'm still setting the scene. How long is it so far? 20 pages. Here's an index. <sighs> this speech will take hours to get through. If a job's worth doing, it's worth doing as thoroughly as you possibly can. Because God knows this is my only chance to talk about the history of our macrame trade. Antigone's right. Why don't you let me edit the speech while you go over the square and have a drink? But I'm in my pyjamas. It's nine o'clock. Do you really think they're still awake? One threw up outside a door three minutes ago. Should I send for the doctor? No, Rajard. Just go and get hammered. Now look here, Georgie. I shall have a glass of milk, and they can think themselves lucky. Better get dressed. Where's my jacket gone? Scrubbing the floor with it. No, don't tell him that. 
A few minutes later, Rudyard arrived in his shirt sleeves at Chapman's, took the lift to the fifth floor, and boarded the monorail to the wine bar. As he lurked outside the door, he could hear the rowdy hubbub of drunken undertakers coming from within. Here we go, Madeline. Wish me luck. Looks terrible. Hey, Rupert! Oh, hello, Miles. Hey, everyone! Rupert's here! <coughs> what are you drinking? Oh, thank you. I'll have a glass of milk. <laughs> Classic. A couple of gin cocktails over here. Oh, no, actually, I don't want a couple Audrey of gin cocktails. I've been doing impressions of some of the um, dead men walking. Dead men walking? Yeah, yeah. Speakers we've had in the past. There was this one guy lost his bottle right there on the podium, shook so hard, his fillings fell out. <laughs> hey, Audrey! What is it, you little brute? <laughs> Do the funny guy, the funny guy. So where is Rupert? Oh, Rupert don't want to hear about funny, frankly. <laughs> You're probably nervous about tomorrow, aren't uh, you? I suppose just a little. <laughs> ah, I'm sure you've got nothing to that was uh, 91, I think. Had to be carried away on a stretcher. We never saw him again. Oh, that's, that's, that's encouraging. Where are those drinks? Hey, coming up, Miles. <coughs> Chapmansdale, you legend. Uh, Audrey, they're asking for our duets again. Oh, Christ, nipples. I need you, Eric. I'll be the bono to your share any day. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a glass of milk going... Rudyard, you came. Yes. Oh, I missed you, oh. you big bear. Yeah. You come here. Oh. You come here. Oh. 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 Steady on that time. Rudyard. Yes, Rudyard. What? They don't think we like each other. Oh, we do, don't we? Deep down, it's just a joke. You're a brilliant man, somehow. I know you are. Mm, well, well, thank you, Chapman. You are also a man. <laughs> oh, see? What a joker. Mm. I need to think. Delightful. And then you can dig out your guitar, you darling. I don't think my guitar is drinking today. Come on, Scott. When Chapman did his conference speech, what was it about? <laughs> now, there's a question. Tom, Eric's speech? Oh, Eric's speech, oh, it lives on in my dreams. The thing is, big secret is, there is no secret, you know? Keep it light, but still, like, totally emotional. I didn't know Eric then, but by the time he was finished, I felt like he touched a part of me no one had ever touched before. A place... I didn't even know needed touching. It genuinely changed my life. But what was it actually about? The song. Oh, the song oh, was brilliant. The song. Um, it's a funny little thing about life, but it's so consumed by the troubles and strife. Just make that change! Oh, God, it was so inspiring. You got a song, Rupert? No. 
Some funny stories? Uh, Impressions? None of those, no. So what are you going to do? Local history. You know, Rupert, uh, it's against the rules, but if you wanted, and just because it's you, I'd be happy to let Eric take over the speech for you. I'm content with the speech, thank you. Just so long as we're happy too, Rupert, because us undertakers are a tough crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody! Everyone! Thank you. Now, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I, I just wanted to say to here, I, I can't bloody remember. Oh, getting a little bit hairy, isn't it? We should probably turn in soon. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Big day tomorrow. That's it, Miles. Time for us all to head off to Bedfordshire. There you are. You go ahead. We'll all just get our coats. Oh, as you like, Thomas. Good night, then. Good night. Right. Good. (sighs) Those muffled tones of friendship faded into the night leaving Rudyard alone once more. The sun rose again on Piffling Vale, and for some it had been a sleepless night. At the entrance to the conference room stood a spotlessly clean table festooned with silk, holding the wares of one Ms. Antigone Fun. Uh, They'll be here any minute. Relax, you can do this. Oh, God, I've forgotten my name. Stop panicking. Do you think they'll like me? I mean, them. Them, do you think they'll like them? Who doesn't like scented embalming fluids? I've no idea. The only person who's ever mentioned them to my face before is... Who? Oh, nothing. Sod it, they're here. I just want to kill them. Don't do that. Let's try this. Hey, you lot. Rise and shine. Get your free samples of Stiff Sniff right here. Stiff Sniff? Got to call them something. Morning. Oh, Well, we sit down. You've got a few minutes. Please stop shouting. I'm not. I said please stop. Oh, God, what is that on? This is my full range of scented embalming fluids. Oh, a pair of the dog. Don't mind if I do. No, no, don't, don't, don't. I'm taking it. Let the man drink. Your health. Good Lord, is Thomas still at it? What's it drinking? Embalming fluid. <laughs> oh, God, my head. Oh. What are these? Just something I designed to make bodies smell nicer. Some maple, lavender rose, blueberry muffin. What's this one? Formaldehyde and oranges? It's called for marmalade for those early morning burials. Who wants to go around smelling bodies all day? Besides Thomas. The first time was for a bet. I just think it improves things. Hey, how did you get on with Eric last night, Lord? Let's just say the magic's gone. That doesn't sound like you. Oh, shut up, <laughs> Miles. You don't know what magic is. Oh, I suppose we better all pour ourselves into the hall. In, out, no fuss. Sounds like Miles. Hey. <laughs> uh, sample before you go? <laughs> yes. Uh, best of luck with the candles, girls. Come on. They're scented in palming fluid. Oh, what's the point? Bloody snobs. Still, wasn't a complete disaster. You got that scab to drink scented formaldehyde. Take it, me. Sorry. 
Roger, where have you been? You look dreadful. I've been up all night working on a backup plan in case the speech doesn't grab them. You could just collapse. That's the other backup plan. Everyone here? All except Chapman. He's in the bathroom. Hey. Uh, oh, uh, hello everyone. You alright, Eric? I am feeling a little worse for wear. Hello, Chapman! Oh, oh uh, Sorry you're not feeling well! Oh, oh I... Uh, I... Excuse me, sorry. Enjoy ya! <sighs> Today's already a favourite. Everybody, hello! If you could please just slump into your seats, we're about to begin. Sounds like your cue, sir. Knock them dead. Hope you have more luck than I did. Good morning, everyone. To open Stift 16, Please give a warm hand for Mayor Desmond Desmond. <clears throat> Thank you, whoever you are. Um, hello, one and all. And I'm thrilled to welcome you all to the piffling conference of the, um, uh, the, uh, oh, yeah, of the stiff people. Stiff! Say that again, and I'll take you outside. It's called stiff! It's Called bloody rude. That's what I call it. I don't know who you people are, but this is my village, and we're very nearly a town. No, you're not. What? You sit there and say to me, you're not even wearing a tie. I don't need to stay in and be insulted. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. How many bloody undertakers do we need around here anyway? I shall write to myself and complain. <laughs> Yes, and uh, here to deliver the keynote address, it's Rupert Fun of Funny Funerals. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, and hello. My name is Rupert Fun, and I am the proprietor, of, uh, one of the proprietors of Fun Funerals here in Piffling Vale. And may I say, Continuing a family tradition many centuries in the making is an honor I do not undertake lightly. Well, there has been a funeral home on our site since the 15th century. How do we know this? Lots and lots of paperwork. But don't worry, I'm not going to bore you with that now. Thank Christ! Quite. That would be a, a, a grave task indeed. Perhaps I should skip ahead. Why not skip to the end of the whole thing? <laughs> for, 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 for me, there is one thing that should not be undervalued in our industry, and that is efficiency. You've got to get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. I wish you'd bear the speech with it. <laughs> because the hard truth of our work is that no one ever really wants to spend any time with us. We are solitary figures upon the communal landscape, and that is our duty. To not intrude, to do things correctly without fuss. We symbolize a subject that many would prefer to ignore. I prefer to ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rupert Fun. He's no fun. <laughs> All right, my name is Rudyard. You hear me, Rudyard? Oh, like Kipling. Now look here. Could we just get back to? Ah, oh, you're telling me he's Mr. Kipling. Oh, how exceedingly good. Uh, yes, yes, ha ha. But seriously. I say Kipling. Yes. Show us your buns. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Georgie, I, I don't think I can. later. The conference room was a smouldering battlefield, strewn with the bruised and groaning bodies of the stiffed. Rudyard and Antigone perched miserably on the edge of the podium as Piffling's only physician, Dr. Edgware, surveyed the carnage before him. Change and decay in all around I see, and all of it caused by Rudyard Fun. It's not his fault. Just sang a song and played some music. Yes, thank you. I'm a doctor. I know that 25 people don't break their own legs because somebody plays a mandolin. But it may be considered provocative. Georgie lost control, that's all. Nice to know she's not entirely unflattering. 
Where is she now? Agatha Doyle seems to have her in check. Come along, Miss Crusoe. A few days in solitary to put you right. You won't hold me. Doyle! Yes, I will. If you'll excuse me, I have a lot of patients who require my attention. But if you ever cross my path like this again, Rudyard, I'll put you into intensive care myself. Well, that'll just give you more work to do. I'm done here. I'll remove them in a moment. I suppose we better retrieve Georgie. Agreed. For what it's worth, Rajat, I like the speech. Did you? Sort of. Once it got going. Didn't change anything, though, did it? Popularity eludes us still. It certainly eludes me. Still, at least there's one consolation. Chapman couldn't have escaped that riot without at least a broken nose. Oh, oh, oh. Sometimes you feel better once you've actually been sick, don't you? Oh. Crikey! What did I miss? <sighs> Flip Flap Flop was written by T.A. Woodsmith and edited by David K. Barnes. It was performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Hera Baxendale as Georgie, Sean Baker as The Mayor, Fizz Marcus as Audrey, Ben Norris as Miles, Timothy Block as Thomas, Alison Skillback as Agatha Doyle, David K. Barnes as Dr. Edgware, and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with additional voices by Holly Campbell, Pip Gladwin, and Maxwell Tyler. Original music composed by James Whittle. Special thanks go to Eugenia Lowe. The programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Guilieron and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode five of series two of Wooden Overcoats. Uh, thanks for sticking with us so far, and we hope you're enjoying the series. Uh, I'm joining you from Jerry's Bakery this week to let you know about a little thing that we're doing for our fans and supporters. Uh, and it is, if you didn't manage to uh, get money in, in time for the Kickstarter, you can now still get hold of our Christmas special. We're doing it on a pay-what-you-can-afford uh, system uh, and it all goes back into the running of the show which is all very exciting it's written by our head writer David K Barnes and Tom Crowley who plays Eric Chapman and involves all of your favourite characters and stuff like that so if you uh, go on our website and just bung us whatever you can afford uh, we'll give you a special link to download it just in time for Christmas with the rest of our Kickstarter backers uh, aside from that uh, make sure you're following us on our social media stuff still uh, still going on that there's lots of lovely show images and things to look at and nice things to do and see and comment on and uh finally if you're about next monday on the 28th of november we are doing our penultimate live show at the horse and stables in waterloo which will be this episode and a sneak peek at episode six that comes out next week anyway bye for now i'm gonna get a croissant you have a lovely weekend and hopefully see you monday bye <laughs>